0: Bill O'Reilly here, Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. California voters decide the fate of the progressive movement. Vice President Harris awarding billions of taxpayer dollars to enrich Central America. Russia sending more soldiers into Ukraine. Also ahead, drug gangs in America, but first... It is a huge defeat for the far left in California. San Francisco District Attorney Chessa Bodine is out. A recall vote wasn't even close. Bodine lost by 20%, at least. 60% of voters said, no, we want you gone because... Chesa Bodine, the DA in San Francisco, will not enforce the law. And the city is a shambles. Public safety has evaporated. So Bodine, in the most liberal city in the country, is out. LA DA Gascon, he's next. And speaking about Los Angeles, there was a mayoral vote last night. It looks like Congressperson Karen Bass, a progressive, and developer Rick Caruso, not a politician, just a guy who wants to help Los Angeles, are going to be in a runoff next November. The problem here is that only 25% of voters in L.A. cast a ballot in the mayoral election, and L.A. is a shambles like San Francisco. Now, Caruso, it looks like, beat Bass about 42 to 37, but those are incomplete returns. But there will be a runoff. Interesting. Progressive movement on the run. Vice President Harris unveiling $2 billion in private investments to help Central America. The funds will be used to address so-called root causes of illegal migration into the USA this is a colossal waste of taxpayer money. Finally, Russia deploying additional troops into Ukraine. The Kremlin confirming soldiers will reinforce units fighting in the eastern parts of that country. Putin getting embarrassed in Ukraine. Many of his soldiers dying. In a moment, the biggest gun threat comes from inner-city drug gangs. Why is that being ignored? Right back. by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Gun violence in America, the real story. Actor Matthew McConaughey had an emotional plea to stop the gun violence yesterday. He was at the White House. I respect Mr. McConaughey. He's from Uvalde and he seems like a very well-intentioned American. But he does not know how to solve this problem. It's a two-prong. First, you have the loons who go in and kill innocent children in Evaldi and other places, and adults in shopping centers in Buffalo, the crazy lone gunmen. And then you have an even more intense gun problem with the drug gangs, many of whom are African-American. They're killing thousands of people. So background checks and red flag laws and raising the age from 18 to 21 to buy an automatic rifle or semi-automatic rifle, that's gonna help a little, but not confronting the drug gangs is the big problem. The drug gangs are killing thousands of people every year. And the reason that the whole story is being ignored is because it doesn't fit into the progressive left narrative. First, some stats. 45,000 Americans were killed by guns in 2021, 54% suicides, 43% homicides, 3% accidents. 60% of those homicides were committed with handguns. So-called assault weapons, only 3% of murders are caused by them and the people obviously pulling the trigger. 38 people were killed in mass shooting events like Uvalde. African Americans were 56% of homicide offenders, 55% of victims. Major factors behind the homicides, inner city violence, as we said. So, what to do? As we have stated before, there are about 2,000 murders a year, done by drug gangs and most of those murders are in urban cities but the drug gang violence is virtually ignored by the media and the politicians and the reason as i said is racist because african americans are heavily involved in these drug gangs and the narrative is that whites in america oppress blacks so when blacks are killing other blacks that tends to be ignored by the corrupt media it's horrible it's a scandal now, the only solution is not to ban certain weapons, although I think each state should dictate public safety, each individual state. But banning guns is not going to keep guns out of the hands of drug gangs or other criminals. There are 400 million guns in this country right now. There's going to be a huge black market of guns, which there is presently, if anything's banned. Come on. Everybody knows this. Let's tell the truth. Again, we'll go back to Mr. McConaughey. I don't think he understands who is driving this problem. Criminals. Yes, the loons have to be neutered as best we can do it. But is the criminals driving the gun violence in America? I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. If you'd like more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. And I hope you check out my number one best-selling book, Killing the Killers, excellent gift for Father's Day. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Fifty-four years ago today, an escaped American convict was arrested in London, England after a global manhunt. His crime? The assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Here is the story of James Earl Ray. On April 4th, 1968, King was shot dead in Memphis, Tennessee, while standing on a second-story balcony outside his motel room. Police later found a Remington hunting rifle abandoned on a nearby sidewalk. It was the weapon that killed Dr. King. During the next few weeks, the rifle, eyewitness reports, and fingerprints on the weapon all implicated a suspect, escaped convict James Earl Ray. After the assassination, A worldwide search began for Ray, who had illegally obtained a forged Canadian passport. On June 8th, police in the UK arrested Ray at a London airport. His escape plan was to fly into Belgium, then on to the African nation of Rhodesia. By July, James R. Ray was brought back to the USA to face charges in King's murder. In March 1969, the assassin pleaded guilty before a Memphis judge to avoid the electric chair. He was sentenced to 99 years in prison. Three days later, Ray recanted and withdrew, or tried to, his guilty plea, claiming he was not guilty of King's assassination and had been set up as a patsy in a larger conspiracy. And here's something else you might not know. During the 1990s, the widow and children of Martin Luther King Jr. spoke publicly in support of the conspiracy theory. The family called for a new investigation about a potential conspiracy involving the U.S. government, the FBI, and the CIA. Over the years, the assassination has been re examined twice by a House Select Committee and three times by the Justice Department. Each investigation, all five, ended with the same conclusion James Earl Ray did kill Martin Luther King. Yes, but who helped him get out of the country back after this? That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.